Hi there, I'm Janine, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. On today's show, I'm speaking with Jennifer Dulski, the head of groups and community at Facebook. She's also written a great book called Purposeful. Are you a manager or a movement starter? Ariana Huffington calls it an inspiring call to arms for everyone who wants to change the world. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Jennifer Delsky. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning. Tell me about your backstory. I always love to have guests talk about what led them to where they are now. Well, I've been very fortunate in my career to have this front row seat to watching ordinary people ignite extraordinary change, even from the very early days of my career where I was a high school teacher and I ran a nonprofit to help students be the first in their families to go to college. I watched these young kids really change the trajectory of their lives and their families' lives as they, you know, as they pursued their own education in difficult circumstances. And I've taken that through my career in technology to try to think about how you create impact at scale. And both as president and COO at Change.org and now as the head of groups and community at Facebook, I get to support people who start movements and giant communities every day, and that's a really exciting thing I was, to do. I was going to say, that must be really exciting, because there's a never-ending list of ideas, and you see the spark in people. It's true, and spark is such a good word. I often say, you know, starting a movement, they're all started by individuals with passionate ideas and causes they care about, and it is like sparking a fire or that first person to stand up and clap in a standing ovation. And when movements really take off, they have that person sparking it, and then they have the kindling for their fire, the first few kind of influencers and supporters who take off to support them. And what I've seen in my career is that everyone can do this. I've seen children and grandparents and veterans and everyone you can imagine, and it means that we can all do it. I feel like too many times we get a little introverted or we think maybe our idea isn't so great. And when you're childlike or you just open yourself up and you feel safe, ideas just blossom. It's so true. And in fact, I think one of the reasons why we do see children and teenagers starting movement sometimes is because no one told them they couldn't. Mm -hmm. And it's only when we get older that we start to think that we can't do things. And I talk about a concept in in Purposeful. You know, my own belief, a lot of people say that it, it takes being fearless to start a movement or to be an entrepreneur and launch a company. And my belief is it doesn't take fearlessness, that it actually just takes courage, which is being afraid and proceeding anyway. And so I use this kind of non-elegant acronym called ICTICTA, which stands for, if I can do this, I can do anything. And my philosophy has been to try to do things that scare me so that other things seem less scary in comparison. I love that. I feel like I need that on a shirt now. (laughs) 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 So let's talk about the chapters of of this book, Sparking a Standing Ovation. Right. So as I found, all movement starters go through this same set of steps. And the the chapter about getting started is just to make the point that every single movement starts with a small action. Sometimes people get deterred because they feel like they have to start by being Gloria Steinem or Nelson Mandela. And right. that just isn't the way it works. Everybody starts with a small step. And the point here is that actually a small action can can be the best thing to prompt future action. So we actually saw this at change.org. 47% of people who sign a petition go on to take at least one future action. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, they either share the petition or they tweet at a decision maker or they show up at a live event. And it, it's true of ourselves, too. Sometimes taking one step just persuades us to take that second step. And, and that's the key thing to starting a movement. It's just getting started. I think change in even anyone's life can be scary. I know I talk about on my show, Get the Funk Out, that, you know, a lot of times we go through these ups and downs. And when you face something that's so challenging, so difficult, it could be the best thing that ever happened to you. That's right. And there's actually two chapters I write about this. One is about navigating criticism and, right. and dealing with haters. And the other one is about dealing with failure. And the, the thing that I love about failure is, is this thing that we call failure isn't getting knocked down. It's staying down. And so those, those people who can learn to be knocked down and get up anyway uh, are the ones who are going to be most successful. I call it the Rocky moment. It's like in the movie yes. Rocky where you, you lose all the first few rounds of your fight, right. that sometimes can make you want to fight that much harder. And I actually, my, my kids have this math teacher who says math is not about getting the right or right answer. It's about learning how to struggle. And she mm. describes how the best mathematicians in the world will literally spend years trying to solve the same problem. And that's what movements are like, too. And yes. so the idea is learning how to get through that struggle is the key skill. I think that's such, that's a great teacher because also yeah. you want kids to learn resilience because they're going to be faced with so many curveballs in life. That's right. She used to do things like say, you can use a calculator to solve this problem, but you can't use the multiplication button. <laughs> She'd make them, you know, figure out how to do that. Oh, that's very so clever. Yeah. I like the chapter you just mentioned, don't drink the haterade, using criticism as an advantage. Could you go into that? Sure. So one thing that happens as people start movements, the more successful you are, the more likely it is that you will face criticism. And what I talk about is that the people I've seen most successfully do this are able to separate criticism into two buckets. One is people who criticize you for the things that are really out of your control. So your appearance, your gender, et cetera, those things I generally advise people to set aside. And there are some techniques in the book. There's a young woman named McKenna Pope who actually ran a successful campaign persuading Mattel to launch the Easy Bake Oven in a gender-friendly color because they had all been pink and purple and her younger brother didn't want to buy one because they were pink. Uh, And she had a lot of people criticizing her for things outside of her control and she just said, haters gonna hate and she set them aside. Mm -hmm. That said, there's a lot of criticism that comes our way, even not in the gentlest form, that actually can be valuable to us and make us better. And so the saying I use is, even the best athletes in the world have coaches. And we all need to be open to taking other people's feedback as a way that it can make us better. And there's a technique that I highlight called leveraging the naysayers that a woman named Mary Lou Jepson did when she was creating an organization called One Laptop Per Child. She was trying to create solar-powered, really inexpensive laptops for kids in the developing world. And there were so many people who told her she couldn't do it. In fact, when she met with one of the big Asian tech companies, they said, there's 23 reasons why this won't work. Mm -hmm. And instead of getting discouraged, she said, okay, I have 17 of those solved. Why don't I take the rest back, see if I can solve them, and then come back and you can give me more problems. And Right. And they did. And it made her product better. And now it's in the hands of millions of kids. Incredible. 
One thing I would love you to share is uh, there's a section, Followers Become Leaders, and you talk about Jennifer Cardenas. Is that my point? Yeah, Could that's you right. Talk so, about her? Sure. So Jennifer Cardenas, a woman from outside of Houston, Aransas County, Texas, and she uh, was affected by Hurricane Harvey. She started a Facebook group in the wake of the hurricane to try to connect with her friends and family to see where everyone was evacuating. She went to dinner, and after inviting 50 friends to the group, after dinner, 800 people had requested to join the group. And when she woke up in the morning, 30,000 people had requested. And over the next couple of days, it grew to 150,000 people, and they were really trying to help each other through the hurricane. And then what happened was incredible. Jennifer lost internet service. So the leader of this community was no longer available to lead. And what happened was that the followers of her community stepped up and themselves became leaders. So 80 people in the group from all over the world volunteered to be moderators, and then they worked with the Coast Guard and the National Guard, and they were able to successfully rescue 8,000 people from Hurricane Harvey. Oh my gosh, what a story. Yeah, it's amazing. And that that group continues because it is a movement that's now helping people navigate rebuilding their homes after that storm. I have one for you. Yeah. Uh, In our community, uh, we lost a a beautiful boy, Blaise Bernstein. I don't know if you're familiar with the story, uh, but we lost him in January. This group, if you look it up on Facebook, has probably close to 20,000 members now. It was a horrific crime. And instead of the parents being in rage they moved it, they shifted it, their anger, into let's blaze it forward with acts of kindness. Mm. So people are doing random acts of kindness to, as they call it, blaze it forward. Wow, I love that story. And that is, we see the best of humanity coming together in Facebook groups every day, people Mm -hmm. connecting about all these things that are important to them. And one of the things I realized in writing the book is that even though there were so many stories I could highlight, I really could only fit so many in there. And there are so many more of these stories happening all around us. And so one of the things I did was start a Facebook group called Purposeful for people who have these stories and want to share them and want to learn from each other as they push their movements forward. And this community you talked about sounds just incredible. It is. I love when I hear stories about social media being used in a positive way. Obviously, there are so many ways it's not being used in a positive way. Yeah, the vast, vast majority of what we see is positive. It is people coming together around the things that give them a sense of connection and belonging. And I see things, you know, people connecting over their health issues and people finding other people who are adopted, etc. It is true that bad things can happen as well. And we spend a lot of time thinking about how to keep groups and communities safe. And there's two main things we focus on. One is giving tools to the admins who lead these groups to help them keep their communities safer. So we do things like help them set up group rules. And actually just yesterday we announced a tool that lets them not only set up the rules, but now tell someone when they ask them to leave the group which rule they have not abided by so that they can um, make that more clear. So there's tools like that. We flag content for them that they should review, et cetera. And then we do our own proactive detection and enforcement of the content in groups to make sure that it also abides by the community standards at Facebook. 
I actually went to an event uh, put on by the Society of uh, Professional Journalists, and it was um, it was a whole event for journalists. And Facebook was there talking about the different tools for journalists. You do a lot of amazing things. That's right. I mean, we're trying to make sure that we can really you know achieve our mission, which is mm-hmm. to give people the power to build community and bring that world closer together. And there's so many different people who play a role in making that happen, and we want to support all the people who participate. Is there anything else you would like listeners to know about your book? The main point of the book, again, is just to encourage everyone to give this a try. We all can do this. I've seen all sorts of unexpected people do it, and my hope is that more people step up and either start their own movements or join other movements they care about. They can find out more at PurposefulBook.com, or they can join the Facebook group uh, by searching Purposeful on Facebook. And if they have any questions for you, where are you reachable? Probably the best place to find me is on LinkedIn or in the Facebook group where I will also be actively participating. Excellent. Jennifer, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. If you missed any part of this, it will be up on the show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And if you want to follow the show, I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock.